Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Creative Contact. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me, and I appreciate that. I know it's been a minute if my setting seems different, if I seem like in a different place. If it's a little bit loud, that's because it is. I'm actually back in Medellin right now. The last three weeks have been a bit of a whirlwind, and I'm going to talk to you all about that. I'm going to kind of give you the loose agenda, but a couple things. One, it's going to be a little bit noisy because my apartment's right next to the road, but we're rocking with it. Two, for some reason, I'm still a little sick feeling. I'm not sure what's going on, so if I'm kind of coughing and doing weird stuff, just giving you a heads up that that's going to be happening. So that's how we're getting into it today. But here is the loose game plan for this episode. There's so much that I've been thinking about. I've been reading a lot and taking a lot of notes and just processing a lot of things that I've been super excited to talk to you about. And there are also some life updates that I want to talk to you about. So here's kind of the loose game plan. There are There's a new segment I want to add to the pod called Beautiful Moments. And so we're going to start with that. We're going to go Beautiful Moments. We're going to go the loose kind of Ireland trip recap. London, London, Ireland. I'm not going to spend too much time there, but there are some cool things and cool takeaways from that that I want to talk to you about. We're going to go sex for a hot minute because it's Kia, so of course. And then we're going to do kind of deep thoughts, things I've been thinking about, and then we're going to bring it back around. We're going to finish this off with an interesting story that I promise will be worth it if you stick around. See, I'm getting on my YouTube game, so smash that like. No, I'm just kidding. So we're going to take it from the top with beautiful moments. This is something that I think would be, I just decided today, there keep these really, I am just keep having these beautiful moments. I was like, if it weren't creative contact, I feel like that would be a cool name for the pod is beautiful moments. But instead, we're, I'm just going to start sharing these. You know, I got to fix the hat real quick. These beautiful moments are things that I see, things that happen to me that I'm just incredibly grateful for. And so there are two that I wanted, well, actually three. One is, speaking of the hat, a girl complimented me on my hat the other day, and it was just so cool. Like, I don't get compliments that often, especially on, like, physical things. And it was just cool that that stuck out to me. It just made my day. And I was like, man, I need to give compliments more to people. Just when small things happen, I see something that I like or whatever. It's like, hey, this is this is really rad. It, there was no strings attached to it. And it just, it was a nice little pick me up for the day. So that was one. Two, in my flight from Bogota to Medellin yesterday, I ended up missing my flight because we arrived late and the lady let me on the plane. Like I was pretty much standby, but I got there. I just arrived at the next flight to Medellin and it was no, she didn't charge me anything. She was like, yeah, she just took care of it. It was just one of those things where that could have been, especially at the airport when there's so many budget airlines, I don't think this is a budget airline. Maybe it is, but they're always trying to gouge you. This was huge. When I was flying from Ireland to London as well, there or from Dublin to London, the the, the airline I flew, I think, was super budget. It didn't even have the seat back pockets. Like it didn't have a tray tape that had like nothing. The it didn't even have the brochure so you could re, like see how to put on the face mask and stuff. It was just a plastic seat that had the like how to do the instructions just like almost like printed on the back of the seat i was like this is crazy and they tried to just like gouge you at every turn for charging for luggage but that's the story for another time on how to finesse those airlines anyways it was so sweet this lady didn't charge me for a ticket she just kind of do 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 click some things on the computer and, and brought me on the plane and i was just like that that could have been such a pain in the ass it was just beautiful that she She made that happen. Last one, beautiful moment this morning. I was walking back from boxing class and I saw a a homeless man who's like, he's kind of like a homeless guy in this neighborhood who I've seen before. I've seen him walking around. And I've also, and he was laying on the ground. He was sleeping and his dog was sleeping with him. And I'd seen the dog before too. The dog, it looks a little bit like a a street dog. You can tell because it has some some snout scars, some snout scars going on. Like you can just tell he's, he's been in, he's had some, some, he's been in some fights, some street fights. And, but it's still, it's actually a pretty beautiful dog. It, it looks like a Sharpay of so That's what it looks like to me, but it's like a big dog. He has a beautiful, beautiful kind of wrinkly head. 
and but his has snout has a lot of kind of scarring on it. And the man was sleeping and the dog was sleeping next to him. Sun is shining. He's just passed out. And I just felt so much love in that moment from normally I feel like it's the there's a really unique connection I feel like between a man and his dog that is just a unique type of love. And often I feel like it's the man kind of taking care of the dog. And in this moment, it just felt like the dog, it was two entities, two beings that maybe are a little down on their luck in life. And it just felt like this dog was like watching over this guy. They were both sleeping, but it I don't know what it was, just the way kind of they were huddled up and cuddled up that was just really beautiful. And like these two entities kind of struggling through this moment together that I was almost moved to tears in a weird way. I was just like, it just felt so much love from this dog for this man that it was, it was just really cool and made me think about someday having a dog. There's just a, there's, that's a unique connection that you have with an animal. So those are keys, three beautiful moments just to start off the pod. I think, I think I'm going to start starting off the podcast with the, with just beautiful moments, things that I see that, that move me, but moving on to Ireland. Kilo's first trip to Ireland, across the pond to Europe in general. Heard a lot about Europe, have always wanted to go to Europe, never had the chance to. One, it's because it's crazy expensive. And so that's kind of like my like last tier of my nomad journey will be going to at least Western Europe. But that was kind of one of the overarching pieces of this entire trip for me that I wanted to come talk to you about today that I've been thinking about, journaling about. I asked some folks about when I was in Ireland. But because it is so expensive, and I believe people, you pay a premium, I believe, to live there, but the quality of life seems, significant, no, to me, noticeably higher. When I first arrived into the airport, the bus that took me from the airport into downtown Dublin was a Mercedes bus. I was like, is it? I was like, is it? Am I being punked? Like, like this thing has all the wheels. Like, normally, you're traveling around, like, I almost never encounter a bus that's like actually like you're excited and comfortable to ride in so it was just like that was kind of strange i was like this is a mercedes bus and then the the public transportation in dublin there was like this cool above ground rail that reminded me almost like of this big metal worm it had like different kind of segments to it and then there was also other kind of their bus system seemed great i think there was also a train like they just had all this all these different pieces to the infrastructure that took me by surprise. It was also the first time that I've seen that many BMWs and Mercedes and just nice cars. I was like, it was almost like some culture shock where everything, I just felt like wealth, which was really cool, but just different than what I'm used to. And so I'll I'll come back to it because I'll talk about Ireland a little bit in a second. But at the tail end of Ireland. Also, last actually piece about that was when we would be traveling through the the countryside on this Ireland trip. I almost I didn't see like any abandoned houses or like wrecked in upstate New York, where I'm from, where my folks have a little log cabin out in the woods. Just there's just a decrepit buildings falling apart everywhere. It's just like it's like mobile home. It's like trailer parks. And things are falling apart or like old churches and barns that are burned down. And just like, it just feels kind of heavy. Like there's just a lot of abandoned buildings around and things that are just kind of falling apart. And I never saw that once in Ireland through the countryside. We traveled all around the country and I never saw like old burned or decrepit or things just like left to just like decompose by themselves old buildings and things they felt like it was just prosperous there was this feeling of prosperity there was tension and still especially in cities like belfast and things of that nature which i'll talk about but this this feeling of prosperity was kind of a a common thread sewn throughout our time there and that was really interesting and then as well in london there was infrastructure that really blew my mind in regards to how it worked and in the fact that it worked, meaning like almost every city I go to, these big cities, they'll have like some sort of a quote unquote city bike program, but almost always the bikes are 
like impossible to rent. Like you have to here in Medellin, like you have to have some sort of government document to even like rent the bikes and to get the government. Doc- it's like all this work on a roll. And then in other cities too, it's like you go to the docking stations and it's like they're all broken. I'm like, how are all of y'all's docking stations broken? It's just it's really crazy. There, there was so many small pieces of that in the infrastructure that blew my mind about London that things just worked. A few of them won the city bike program. It was just easy. You just tapped your card. You click like, yes, yes, yes. I agree. I'm 18. If I crash, I'm going to sue you for a zillion dollars. And then you just rented the bike. It was just, it was just, everything was just done by card, contactless card. You get on the bus, boom. Con- the bus didn't even take cash anymore. You just get on the bus, boom, contactless card, and you're good to go, and you just ride the bus. To want to take their subway, the train, you just, boom, hit the contact, contactless card, and then you ride however far you want to ride. You hit it when you get off, and you're, char- you're prorated for however far you took the train for. It just, like, makes sense, and it was seamless. It was so easy. And that, to me, I think is kind of a ballpark. As if I'm painting with a broad brush here, but what I feel like my imagination or what I've imagined Western Europe to feel like is that like shit just kind of works. And it, I can see what people compare it to New York, but just the vibe. It was a it was a, I had an amazing time in London, which we'll talk about in a bit. The Ireland trip wrapped up in a nutshell. Incredibly grateful for my family. We traveled all around Ireland for two weeks. Maybe I can do, if you guys want to hear about other stuff in Ireland, I can do more of a deep dive there. But it was, it went so much better than I had anticipated. I figure family, like everything is a complicated, it's complicated and it can be difficult sometimes spending a long time with family because just dynamics and the way that it functions. But we all kind of settled into our roles. I was kind of the, the planner of sorts. I would, I would find the reservations and, and, and find restaurants and stuff on Airbnb. My brother was kind of the navigator. He would drive. He would, he would also make sure that, you know, people were accommodated for. I also was very, I tried to be very accommodating. Pasta's long for the ride. Mom was, it was just a great trip overall. I got so much respect for Irish folks, for Ireland in general, so much history. And that is a piece that I wanted to that will kind of be coming back later as a common theme, but this feeling of history and seeing things that are so old, that have been around for, I think some of this stuff was argued for like millions of years. And that just really resonated with me because it it puts kind of life, and this is something I talk about a lot, this kind of insignificance of life and how fast it goes and how small we really are in perspective. When you see cliffs that have been there a, were a million years before us, will be a million years after us until the you know that big uh, pile of dust in the sky goes and we all get blown to smithereens. Like it was just this, this the weight of history there was very palpable and it was ta- tangible the that sense of insignificance has carried with me since the trip and in a in a really beautiful way which I'm going to talk about in a bit so that was Ireland a blast with the fam lots to do lots to see lots to eat London I really enjoyed London shout out to my boy Ayaz uh, a really interesting and incredible night that I spent with a, a friend. He's, he's a guy I met online. We did a podcast together. And then I wanted to connect with him because he's helped me a ton of my music marketing. And so he was like, yeah, can you come over? And it, even he was fasting during Ramadan, but his wife cooked us a, and a delicious meal. And they gave me an inflatable bed and a place to stay for the night. And that was also kind of a, a beautiful moment where it's just a night. It was just an incredible night filled with amazing Pakistani food. And they dropped some gems on me around about the religion and it was just such a, a beautiful educational night and connection with these folks that that's really what for me a lot of life is about these days. And so that was beautiful. The next day, Yaz drove me into the city. I found my Airbnb. And then I honestly just spent a couple of days in London by myself biking around and walking around and just getting vibes for it. And I can see why people say like it's New York because it has some of that kind of New York hustle to it. But to me, it was completely different than New York. Where in New York, I always feel like I'm in someone's way. I always feel like it's there's this gritty kind of dirty thing about New York, which is rad. But I always feels like kind of hard. Like it's just, I don't know, it's tough. New York is tough. 
and that's a beautiful thing, but also why I'm not living there. And London, I feel like, didn't have that. Where I'm sure there are parts of London that were super gritty as well. I'm not saying it doesn't, but it's not as high. Like, things aren't as built up as much. And so you just, like, I feel like I have more of a view. I feel like I can breathe more. I felt like there was this whole European vibe to it where you're just hearing different languages and different accents all the time that I found really inspiring. There was the history to it where I would be biking through these big, broad, wide streets and the buildings had just have been there, for, it seems like, forever. And I was I could definitely see myself there just from the style too. I was so inspired. I'm not even Mr. Fashionista like that. I wear the same things every day, but I was like, dude, I like – that would be really cool to maybe try that sort of a style. Just the it's also the most like the highest concentration of handsome men I've seen in a really long time. Like I was just like, in a lot of these Latin countries, they're incredibly handsome men walking around, but in there, it's just like every guy was just like tall and had really cool facial hair or just really cool hair and was just style. I was like, I'm. I was like, these guys are incredible. So if you're single and you're looking for some handsome men, that would be probably my highest recommendation for handsome men right now that I've encountered is in London. The vibe of this city to me was super rad. And the food was amazing. I ate Indian food probably my entire time there. I just ate really good food and bicycled around and walked and just like took in the the... The vibe is, I can never find a better word for that, but you know what I'm saying. Took in the vibe, would love to go back someday. And the music scene there too is really cool. So I'm thinking of maybe that could be a potential like base sometime in the future once I can get my money up. Um, that is really like, I also love Dublin, but just a different vibe, man. London, I really want to get back to Europe. There was something about it. I was like, man, it just felt, it felt cool. It felt right, felt inspiring in a lot of ways. That said, I came back to Medellin. So here's the thing that I want to talk to you about. So I talked about the handsome men. The women, on the other hand, the last few months, I've I felt really dialed in in terms of my kind of like distraction chasing women to like productive Kia soul searching ratio has been pretty dialed in. But part of that well, that was by choice in Brazil. Part of that was because I didn't have the language. But it was also just because, like, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. And I was like, okay. I was like, I think I've got it on. Like, my head is on right. Like, I'm dialed in. Like, I've got this. When I first came to Medellin last year, it threw me for a loop. It was actually incredibly challenging. What I've talked about with you all before about I started reading dating books. And, and I kind of lost my sense of self in this this lust for validation from women just because I was just so taken by the concentration of beautiful women out here. I was like, this is insane. And they're just, it's just my style of ladies. So that threw me for a loop for a hot minute last time I was in Medellin. Well, not last time, but when I lived here last year. But I thought I had that like pretty dialed in until I arrived yesterday. And then I realized that like, it's just, there's something about this city that is different, dude. Like the whole time I was in London, I saw a couple shorties. I was like, oh, she's cute. Like, okay, that's what's up. But it just wasn't even on my mind. And normally it's not really on my mind. Like I'm not even, when I was young, I was really trying to get it in. I'm just not like that anymore. Like I'm like a once a week type of dude. Once, maybe twice, but there's other stuff that I'd rather do. It's gonna sound super nerdy, but I'm just like more like, I'd be like reading a lot of times sounds more fun or sleeping sounds more fun. <laughs> This is like the most depressing episode ever, but there, there's somehow being here. There's just this like urge to procreate, which is the most elegant way that I could try to put it to you. But there's just like so much ass, and it's it's like difficult to understand or to even comprehend really how it. I'm like I don't even know how this is possible, but there's just so much, and like. It's just so like it's just different. Just like it's just crazy, and I don't mean ass in terms of, like chasing ass. I just mean like the actual body part of like the gluteus maximus is just larger. The actual physical structure itself has been enhanced 
And I think sometimes in many ways, in not in natural ways. So I'm not saying that like chasing ass, but the actual piece itself is just, it's difficult to understand. And so that kind of has been something where I'm like, okay, maybe this is something I still got to work on for Kia that I still got to dial in is how to, how to be around kind of that sexual energy and still stay kind of focused because I think that is one of my like Achilles heels. And I'm not sure if that's for every man or if every man feels that way, but it's definitely something I've noticed about myself in wanting to feel more at peace is the sense of desire, both for women and also for things in life. And this is what I've really wanted to talk to you about today is desire. This has been something that has, I've been reading this book called The Almanac of Naval Ravikant. And I didn't know much about Naval. I'd heard about him. I'd seen him on like some Tim Ferriss podcast. And I was like, okay, this guy's cool. But this book has completely changed my life. I've taken so many detailed notes from this book. And the one that has resonated with me that I keep thinking about is this one around desire. And that desire is, I realize so much of, something I talk about a lot, but my pain and my friction in life is around desire, is this, the way that the world is versus the way that I want it to be. That it's, even for myself, this self-reckoning that I've been working on for the last, I don't know, maybe, probably a year, maybe seven, eight, nine months, that it's really kind of kicked into high gear. I spent that time in Brazil really kind of doing these deep dives, kind of stripping away layers, trying to figure out, you know, do the self, do the hard kind of self-work for Kia, but almost all my pain is self-induced around desire for the man that I want to be versus the man that I am for the way that I want things to go in, in my life compared to how they've gone for even just the, the sense of peace that I find when I can be disconnected from things like social media, which I want to talk to you about, compared to this desire for growth of success, that I feel like I'm programmed, and I feel like actually humans are programmed in general through dopamine and motivation, this kind of hedonic treadmill is a part of life. That's like how we've adapted because you couldn't just like hunt one buffalo and then you just chill out and you're like, that's it, we're good, we ate forever. Like, we're, we were like motivated with kinetic energy as humans, I believe, as sort of like an evolutionary piece to us, which is why no success is ever big enough to satisfy your desires forever. Neither is anything from sex to food to any, any pleasurable experience never fulfills you forever. And it will always normalize and then you need more of it, which is why addiction is so real. And this has been something that I've been really trying to dial in on is this, this sense of need, especially around career success, growth, and attention. When I was in Brazil, I found when I'm most at peace is when I'm able to disconnect in my life, when I was by the beach in Da Nang and recently in Brazil, there are, and in Thailand too, I think in Chiang Mai certain times, but when I'm able to disconnect and feel like I'm, I'm alone and I'm able to have more autonomy over my time and my thoughts, it's really powerful. And that is sort of like Kia, I feel like Kia's natural state is this sort of time, a little bit more introverted time alone. I steal this phrase from uh, <clears throat> um, Derek Severs called the solitary socialite, where like I stay connected to y'all and I appreciate y'all and I love making content like this and whatever, but I really enjoy that time alone to, to just think and to kind of quiet things down and, and dive into deeper things rather than always going. Unfortunately, this idea and dream that I've had for myself of being a successful musician, being a successful artist, is almost 
and maybe this is my, maybe I'm projecting on this, but it almost feels like it's in direct opposition to the happiness that I get from my peace in my peaceful life. That there's almost these two, I'm almost torn in, in two different directions. I've talked about this a little bit before, but kind of of success and desire and feeling. I feel like often success is driven from a desire, which is driven from a place of, of not having something. Whether that's you're bullied in middle school, high school, or you want to prove there's the chip on the shoulder. Desire is a there simply in the fact that it is desire. I think it it's it's that you don't have something that yet that you want, and I think it is that desire that often motivates people to achieve incredible things. Unfortunately, I think that's often the same. This stems from the same root, which is why a lot of these people that achieve great things are also unhappy. And continue to wanting to achieve. You win one gold medal. It's the weight of gold. It was like a documentary. I think it's like you win one and you're like, oh, I guess I need to win two because this hole still isn't filled. And so it's this it's this constant kind of need for motion to of what's next and what and to build that I do think is a beautiful thing. This kind of like sense of striving versus this sense of being, I guess, more content. You can use whatever word you want for this, but for me, I use peace. It's when I'm sitting by the ocean and I'm thinking about what I'm grateful for, how blessed I am to be here, and maybe I, I'm i just able to have a moment where feel my cup feels full. Maybe this is, when I've told you this before, and when I was in Mexico and I was dating um, the, the mother, she had two kids, and we're just sitting on this park bench and the two kids are running around and we're eating ice cream, not even saying anything. And it's just my cup is full in those moments. Then there are days when I'll make a so I'll make a beat, a song, I'll mix it, I'll make it, and after creating that, my cup is full. But these these are all they're all fleeting. Right? I never have these moments for forever. And it's it's almost that's the I don't know the right word for it, but it's when you're in those moments, it's almost when you realize you're in it that it almost like begins to escape because then you want to hold on to it again. So then you're almost desiring that moment again, which is, I, I'm not sure if I'm articulating this idea properly, but it's it's almost like in the pursuit of that piece, it, it's, it will like forever be unachievable. It's almost these things that come from a real cultivated sense of intention, like being intentional with your time and your effort and and the moments almost arise out of these practices that you that you create. And this is where this book about from Naval that has really been a game changer for me around these things that bring me happiness, that bring me peace. And a lot of them are like simple things, physical things, spending more time in the sun, eating good food, being physical, working on projects. It's like this isn't rocket science, but the life that I've so that I've been pursuing so, I'm not even sure fervently is the right word because when I look at what how I talk about, it's another concept I love from the Derek Sivers book. Derek Sivers book, it's like there's a difference between talking about something and the actions. We're like, I've talked about pursuing this life for a long time, but my actions don't exactly back it up. Yes, I'm creating. Yes, I'm doing these things, but it's different than like moving to New York and being there and pursuing music full time. That I'm, I'm, I talk a big game, but I'm not exactly sure if I walk the walk in this regard. And that's why I've started to toy with this idea of what, of possible futures. Because of where I am in life and the things that I've done so far in life and the data that I have on what makes me happy, it almost feels like it's in contrast to what I think have wanted for so long of what I think would make me happy. And I do believe there is a side, a piece to that future that does make me happy. But at the same time, I'm not sure this is the first time in a long time I've I've actually questioned if I have what it takes to to do what is necessary to achieve that dream. First time. And I've had doubt before. Obviously, I'm an artist. I've had a lot of doubt about myself and my work and these things, but I've always felt like I'm on the path. I'm improvement. Excuse me, I'm improving. 
but I've also always felt like it's certain. I don't know why I said that word so weird, but I've felt like it's a sure thing. It's impossible to describe it here through this screen to you, through this microphone. But I, I felt in my heart of hearts that it was, for lack of a better term, destiny. Like it was going to, I can't describe it, but it wasn't even a, it, that's why my whole, my whole thesis is when and where, right? It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. That even when things were tough, I always felt like it's just, it's a sure thing. And it's the first time that I've started to toy with the idea that maybe it's not. And I think in order to pursue any art, you need some aspect of delusion to even try. Writing, painting, music, whatever your thing is, business. Because the chances are so slim of actually, quote unquote, making it at least at, at, at a higher level, at a, at a level I think most of us would want to make it at. You have to fool yourself. Because if you are were just computing it rationally, there's you wouldn't even try because the chances are so small. But I do think it's the small minority of people who have the delusion to actually try that just puts your chances so much higher just because you're actually even trying. Like most people are kind of like like um I forget what it's called. I mean there's an experiment you can like select yourself out of it, like just because of of how hard it seems. So like just by even trying, you're even just like improving your numbers by an incredible amount. But I say that to say it's the first time when I've started to toy with that idea. And I think because my my dream being a successful artist has been that for so long, I've had so much of my identity wrapped around that dream. For the longest I can remember, it has been fueled from a little bit of that kind of corrosive energy, that chip on the shoulder energy, that kind of rapper energy of like, wait, I'm going to show you that I think everybody feels. Honestly, I think Drake feels that way even, which is a powerful, powerful energy. Some people spend their whole life in that energy, but I do believe it's a corrosive one. That even when I was younger, I remember like if I was curved by a girl or something, I'd be like, I'd be like, well, just wait until I make it. Like, I'm going to show you that whole, that whole thing that... It's pretty much I told you, like I told you so energy that I don't think is a positive energy. And the older I get, the less I like to spend time in that. But it feels, I feel a little bit like untethered when I toy with that idea because then when that idea, if I let that idea go, it's almost like the foundation of who I've created Kia to be in my mind, all, all that kind of, it's like the entire paradigm shifts as well, because this, the future I envision for myself, the, just the path, the, all these pieces of kind of what I am, who I am kind of are wrapped up in it. So if like that, let that go and that flies away on the kite, like the whole shit goes with it. Not necessarily, but I'm saying that's kind of how it feels. And instead, what I've been thinking about is really digging into why, asking why, and kind of just continuing to peel back the layers, what it is when, again, the sense of need and desire, this kind of theme we kept coming back to around, again, is that something that actually will make me happy or is that something that I think will make me happy? And I think that there are are so many variables to that life, to that dream that I'm not even aware of, that I can't even compute. It's not even on my radar. I can't actually make an accurate, I was going to say prescription, an accurate, like, I can't even make an accurate hypothesis of what that life would be because there are so many unknown variables that you only get from being there in that life. But in this life, in this reality, this one I've lived so far, the moments of happiness, and maybe that's that's a charged word, but the moments of the most fulfillment, I don't even, that's a word, like being most fulfilled, I'll put it like that. I've been having a hard time learning Spanish. I can't even speak English, is when I'm at peace in this very much the way that I live with my art 
for me feels very like David Thoreauian. Like I almost feel like I I th- thrive in the little like the dude who's like out in the cabin in the woods just making the art, chopping wood, carrying water. Me, I'll take beach over woods. Sorry, Pop. But I feel like I'm kind of Thoreauian in that. I like getting lost into the work, which is kind of the trope of every, not every, but most artists. It's like, I just want to do the art and forget about marketing. But I think for me, I've just started to understand recently and seeing the ayahuasca was helpful with this. My mother ayahuasca kind of kind of can take you out of your perspective of your ego that you're wrapped up in to see what you really are, what you've been doing, and just seeing that my actions aren't aligning with my words, with my with my quote-unquote desires. And that like in order to do what is necessary to achieve these dreams that I've had since I was a young dude, I do believe that I have, like here's the thing, I have belie- I believe I have what it takes to get there. I'm, and this is where the certainty delusional piece comes in, I'm, but I'd be sure of it. Just how I'm built, I know I can, I'm like, I'm built to endure. Like pain, I'm built for endurance. Like I'm an endurance athlete, like that's what I do. Not, I'm actually not an endurance athlete. Like I don't take that literally, but like in this in this metaphor, I'm built to just like carry, I'm just good at just like delayed rewards, taking the pain and just one step in front of the other. That's just the way I'm built. And I know that I could do that. And I think that's the part that I've been struggling with most is the choice to do it. Because to do that, to get to where I want to go, the sacrifices, I'm seeing the sacrifices necessary to get there. Like the the amount of social media that I would need to engage with. And the amount of things outside of making music that it actually takes to live that lifestyle of of being, of having attention, being famous and having, and doing meet and greets and all these things that at least now in my life, I don't, those aren't what make me fulfilled. I love meeting people. I'm into networking and connect people. I'm not saying that, but I find I'm happier the less time I'm on social, which sounds weird because as humans, we're social beings and I like having a sense of community that's important to me. But I had this epiphany the other day just to toy with how it would feel if I didn't feel like I needed to constantly create for social media. This here right now with you, I this is still creating content, but this to me is like native. I like to talk and work through these ideas and put that like this is going to happen either way, whether I'm in the cabin in the woods or not. This is cool. I'm talking about the Instagram, responding to comments, making TikToks, like uh, all the things that go into researching hashtag, all the things that go into marketing on social media that I really believe in in terms of useful tools are things that I find take me out of being present. That almost the more that I spend time, my quote unquote sense of peace, you can call it whatever you want. It's really this sense of being present that I am starting to really work that muscle, build that muscle through meditation and things of that nature of you have kind of this version of Kia here talking to you. And then I have this other version of kind of like this arbiter version that things like ayahuasca and meditation, I think really help with to be able to kind of see yourself outside of yourself. You kind of see yourself playing the character rather than being like first person in the character and things like social media draw me out of being present. They, they, they don't, I don't often feel fulfilled in doing those things. I think it's, Maybe I'm an OG, still the same OG. Um, hated on by most. Shout out Dre. That the more that I was toying with the idea of like, what would it feel like if I just didn't do it anymore? And it was like so freeing. Just like I was, if I was like, oh, if I don't have to, if I don't feel compelled to like post on Instagram or like to be on there, like I was like, that's that's an amazing feeling. I can just do my thing and just like dip out. I was like, that's crazy. And so I think that that is the pain point for most artists is like, how do you do the marketing to do it right? And it's the first real conversation with Kia that I've had of being like, maybe you don't have what it takes 
to do all the social media stuff that you have to do in order to have this career that you want to have. And it was, it's a little bit kind of heart-wrenching in a way because I'm, <clears throat> I've had years of that, like I told you so, energy about people that doubted me and people that thought I wouldn't do it, people, um, and proving them all right, you know, in that regard, if I, if I do the other path. And it doesn't have to be one or the other. I see, I know that there's always an in between, but I think just putting them in contrast with each other, it makes it easier for me to see the the disparities between the two. So of course there's a third path. That's probably one that it's going to end up happening. But those being okay, being in that positive space of like all the people that doubted me, being like, you're right, like the, to feel like I'm at such peace with myself that I don't need that anymore, that I told you so, is a pretty cool place to be. It's also a dangerous place to be because this is where I could see, on the other hand, life, possible futures, being so content and at peace and present that then I don't fulfill my potential. And I wrote it down. I've been reading. I just have a couple books that I love and I reread them. I mean, I have other books too, new ones, but I've just really been on the tip of like finding books that resonate and reread them. This Viktor Frankl quote that Man's Search for for Meaning, if you haven't read it, check it out, that really resonated with me. And it's actually kind of in conversation with with the almanac of Naval that I read recently too because they have some different ideas about things. But he talks about he has some quotes in here that I love. One is the tension between what one is and what one should become and feeling a lot of friction there for myself lately. And he talks about the call of a potential meaning waiting to be fulfilled. I'm like, Victor, I'm like, dude, you're speaking to my soul right now. He says, don't strive toward a tensionless state. Strive, st- work on striving and struggling towards a worthwhile goal. And I was like, man, all of that just hits home. And so I just think that I'm at this point where I feel like I'm a bit of a crossroads, even though I know that there's there's never just two roads. You can always come back. And that leads me to this final story that I wanted to talk to you about. And this is kind of what I was teasing at the beginning. But feeling like I'm at a point where I kind of need to like shit or get off the pot. And I know that that's not always true, but I do feel like I've kind of been toying, like torn between these two worlds of like really doing it and just kind of like doing it my way. And it's almost like doing it my way. I'm sacrificing the glitz, the glamour, fame, attention, validation, peace. But I have full autonomy over my stuff. And maybe my art isn't as good because I'm not surrounded by like incredible musicians. Maybe the dream doesn't pan out the way I wanted it to. But maybe I live a like a kind of a, a more peaceful, present, full life. Full of boxing classes, traveling, spiritual practices, and... I feel like it's a much more, it's a much calmer life. It's a peaceful life. It's a beautiful life. The other hand, I do feel like there's a part of me that is, I've been talking about this recently, kind of been inspired to want to like really be in the hustle more of being in playing the game. And the other one, that, that what attracts me to that is you just eject from the game. Like I'm not even playing the game anymore. Like playing it kind of by key as rules, but actually just like, no, like I'm not even, I don't need any of y'all I don't need the validation for any of that shit. Like, I'm just not even playing the game. I'm just doing my thing. Nobody's got that crazy power over me. All my relationships are genuine, authentic because I'm not trying to, like, get into rooms and network and all that bullshit that I'm just not about. I can just, like, do live life on Kia's terms. The other hand, this kind of thing that still pulls at me is all of the things, right? Living the life with all of the things. The rad shit, the incredible relationships, the amazing adventures, the uh, validation for the art. And it takes a lot of work. That's a lot of hustle. I'm not saying the other doesn't, but I'm saying this one, I, I think I'd spend much less time like just like kind of like enjoying like being in the moment and more like working on really cool bigger projects, a lot more stress, a lot more money, a lot more everything, which could also be really cool. That life... I haven't dabbled in much lately, and it's one that I have been thinking about. 
of like maybe just trying that out again. Doesn't have to be the one and done it forever, but trying it out. So I read this book as well called Skip the Line, I think. I forget what it is. It's by James Alt- Altisher. And it's really rad. And he talks about this idea of, of coming up with 10 new ideas a day. For, it could be for anybody, any company, whatever. And the, the power of sending them to the people you come up with them for. They don't have to be for you. They could just be like, if you if there are 10 ways to improve your phone, then do it. If there's 10 ways to improve this microphone and camera, like if you've been using, just create, write 10 new ideas. And you've kind of gone with this like idea generation machine. And, but if you make ideas for other people, send them to them. Just no strings. Here's some ideas. I want to give them to you. So... I'm at the gym, uh, trying to get buff. I'm at the gym, and I'm listening to a podcast, and it's about how to sell beats online because I want to start selling beats online again as kind of another revenue stream. I'm less pressured about my beats these days. Like they have to be for thousands of dollars. I'm like, dude, I can sell beats. I would love to another cool revenue stream to do. I love making beats. Let's do it. So I'm listening to this podcast on how to make beats. Excuse me, how to sell beats through. Marketing funnels, which if you know anything about me, I love nerding out on anyways. And there's an engineer, songwriter, producer on the program. Hadn't heard about the guy before. His name is DJ Swivel. And he's an engineer for BTS. They're like this big K-pop group. He did Beyonce's album. Not the latest one. It wasn't Lemonade. It was like back in, I think, 2013, 2011, somewhere in there. He did her whole album, engineered it. So he's a big engineer. He works on a lot of projects. He's a songwriter for people, producer. And he's talking about these other businesses that he has that are around plugins. Some are around music production education. He's trying to build out his YouTube channel. And he's talking about how he's really frustrated trying to build out this channel because it, it's like a full-time job creating content. And if y'all have tried to create content and make a living out of it, you know it's a lot of work. But so I, he's talking about this YouTube channel and these things, and I'm like, man, I've got all these ideas for this guy. So I'm just feeling super inspired in that moment. And I rush home. I write them all down. Boom, 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 all these ideas. I, and I record a video, a Loom video, where I go through his YouTube channel and kind of talk to him about things that I see, ways that he can improve. I have like a thousand subscribers, so I don't really have any room to talk. But just as someone, as an outsider, I just want to give him my perspective. And I said, here's some things, some opportunities I see for you that you could improve the channel, as well as ideas, just ideas in general. And at the end, I pitch him. I record the video and I say, dude, because I'm like, ooh, he, he said he needed the help. So I was like, what if I could do all this for you? So I record this pitch at the end of the video. I'm like, what if I do all this for you for free? And I think about it before I send the video. And I'm like, am I creating like a new cage for myself? Like I'm going to give all this up to really go out there and help a guy I don't even know, I've never met before could be an asshole. I've seen a couple interviews from. I was like, nah. I was like, I don't know about that. So I I clipped off, I edited the video, I clipped off the pitch and I just sent him the ideas through his website. Boop. I don't even know if it's ever going to get to him. I said by Kent Carrier Pigeon. Buena suerte. Ciao. I get an email back from him the next day. It was a pretty quick turnaround. And he's like, hey, Kia, you're not stepping on my toes at all. Because I tried to like hedge like that. I was like, dude, I don't want to piss you off, but these are some things I think. See? And he's like, but the point is that he's like, I just don't have time for this. I feel like it's a slog because X, Y, and Z, I don't have time. It, it, I need help. If you have any ideas, I'd be open to suggestions. And I was like, this is like kind of the universe giving me a little hint. This is kind of the universe giving me some tingles and jingles. So I'm like, let's do it. So I record another pitch. And I say, hey, man, listen, I pitched you yesterday, but I, I chickened out. I'm doing it again. What if I came out and I did all this for you for free? We can work on some sort of maybe monetary something later, but I've got the savings. I've been wanting to try LA for a bit. What if we give it a shot? He's like, cool. Let's hop on a call. Hop on a call. Talk about it. And I'm like, yeah, man, let's go for it. He said that he could depending on he's, he's his whole thesis was he's like because i don't really know you and i get it he's like you eat what you kill he's like if you generate revenue for the business that's revenue that you can that we could possibly talk about you know bringing you in on and sort of like some joint venture type stuff and so i'm like cool like let's go for it i feel like to me 
right now, the most inspiring piece of this is to learn from him as learn his engineering, how he's a songwriter, he has a studio in his house and just like how he works with artists, how the industry works. I have so much to learn about that world still that I'm happy to bust my ass 30 years old as an unpaid, unpaid intern to help him build his businesses. Cause I feel like I really have this knowledge and expertise now in online marketing, ironically, but less about social media marketing and more about like customer journey and funnels and building digital products and these things that I'm really into online business wise that I feel like I can really revolutionize this guy's entire game. And a lot of what he's doing, I want to do, but he's just doing it at a much higher level because he's got the Grammys and the clout and the capital. So I'm like, if I really want to have an impact and teach people how to make beats and have really cool content and cool products, I'd actually probably have a bigger impact working with this guy removing my ego even though i the 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 independent entrepreneur entrepreneur in me wants to have ownership of everything myself create all myself realizing that if i want to have an impact i could probably be bigger but if i did it with this guy so the moral of the story is i was going to be in medellin for the summertime but i cut my trip short ate a bunch of money for the airbnb costs from cutting it short but i'm only going to be here about a week and some change and then i'm moving to la for a month, at least a month. I'm. It's crazy for like the lifestyle I'm living now compared to what I'm gonna be living there. I'm gonna be living in like this shared room with, I you know, I rented a car. It's gonna be a whole thing like driving around again. It's just gonna be an interesting adventure. But I plan on just going in, no expectations. Even though I would love to learn from him, I'm just on this game, man, of rot of not needing shit from people, and it's so powerful. Like, it's it's revolutionary for me, and if, if I do. I want to learn things from him, but just coming in to things with no expectations or expectations, but not being entitled to shit, I think for me has been a game changer of like just coming at it from a positive place. And it's like, if I, I just want to come in and like do as much like just kick so much ass in his business as possible in a month and see how it goes. If something comes from it, rad. If it doesn't, it's like no sweat. I just, I'm just building my karma up, dude. Like, and just had a cool experience and it was an adventure and that was it. And so those are Kia's musings. This really cool potential opportunity in LA. Go visit my friends out in LA too. If you want to connect, I'll be out there for at least a month. And then we'll see where it goes. But spending less time in corrosive energy, spending a lot more time present. I'm toying with some things. I'm not going to talk about them right now. But I'll try to get back regular on the pods at least until I go out there and then maybe even keep you guys updated with the adventure as it goes. But I'm excited for it. And I think it's a cool way to kind of dip into that world, that kind of hustle intense world that I've talked about wanting for so long and can go uh, see what it's really like, see if I can walk the walk. That's where I am. Still figuring things out as always. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Thank you so much for being here. Rocking with the boy. Oh, you won. Check is on the way.